We're dark and will and we are off the rail, off the rails, and we are off the rails, off the rails, yeah, off the rails. Ooh, welcome. You're listening to Off the Rails, one of the internet's newest and hottest podcasts, with your host. Will and Doug. I'm Doug, and with me as always, welcome, William. Hey yo. Hey. <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> hey Doug, how long are we going to be one of the newest podcasts? How long? How how long does that go on for? I don't know. I was thinking that uh, about three podcasts ago. Uh, and also, when do we stop being on season one? Because whenever I create this, I had to say season one, episode 27. Well, you know, we took a three-month break, Doug. We should be on season two now. <laughs> oh, so confused. Doug, this is season two. Is it? We're, we're like Dave in uh, – this is season two. It's a new arc. It's a new us. This is this is the the season we really start to develop our characters. Ooh, ooh! <laughs> I feel like we should have a better uh, game plan for the actual development, and actually have developed the characters. Uh, we still run this ship like a uh, <laughs> like a bunch of untrained individuals on the boat, not knowing how to do anything. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 ticket the ticket buyers. The ticket buyers <laughs> of a of a ship, the uh, the people who the the audience. What are the people who bought the tickets to be on the ship called? What are they called? The what? Passengers. Passengers. Yeah. <laughs> that commonly understood word of somebody who buys a ticket to go on some sort of vessel, whether it be a boat or a plane, yeah, right. train. Oh man. <laughs> That's my bad. Passenger. And, and so, you think we're on season two? Season <laughs> You yeah, can't come up with passengers. Are we on season two? I just, you know, I just had a little hiccup there. I couldn't think of the word. Uh, <laughs> I was, ah, damn it. Where do you we know go what? now? Where do we go from here? New intro coming next week. Oh, boy. Breaking news. News. New intro coming next week's podcast. Oh boy, I'm nervous. That's exciting. That's exciting. That's good. That's stuff. A lot, I put a lot of pressure on myself right there. Yeah, you really did. You're gonna have to bring it. You know, you, know you can that? come up with a new uh, intro. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I'm not the one that said that there's going to be a new intro, so I'm just gonna leave that to you. I think you, your intro is great. It's outstanding. There's no need for us to divvy out uh, the intro to anybody else on the team. Huh. <laughs> All right. Well, fair enough. I guess I'll come up with a new intro for next week. Yeah. Um, let's jump right into this. I don't think we have a whole lot. Uh, did you come up? I texted you last night, you, uh, in, at which time you told me you had no mm-hmm. topics. You had nothing to bring to the podcast this evening. Yeah. Has that changed? I feel like I, I told you to come up with one topic. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday, Doug. Do you do you not recall the conversation that transpired I, after that? I even read through the text messages. You just had the Kanye West thing. 
And then I said, what about the Allegiant Stadium? And you said, both of those work. We're good. That was your comment. Damn it. Dave. uh, Dave. (laughs) I was also also going to say that we could could talk about Dave. We could talk about some TV if you wanted to. Well, let's get into – I got some things we can jump into. Um, Okay. Do you recall the text conversation that we had? I just want to make sure. Yeah, and what's really embarrassing is I actually reread through those texts a couple hours ago mm-hmm. uh, because I realized I didn't have any notes on my computer. They were all just yeah. on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. And so I was putting all the notes in my computer, and then I read back through our text messages. Yeah. Um, in my mind, it, I stuck with where I had told you early on in the text messages, I need you to come up with something else for tomorrow. And then you mm-hmm. ended it towards the bottom with, a screenshot of the stadium um, and talking about that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my bad. Season two, we are in season, season, season two, really developing our characters this season. So we're telling a good story. Season two. Well, I've uh, got to, we can start things off with a back update. Okay, let's do it. Get the party started with a backup date. And as everybody knows, my back went out May 22nd. All five of my lumbars were locked up. Ten subluxations. I don't know how my lumbars are or how my subluxations are, but I feel much better. Um, And I'm walking around the house and in short distances with no walker. I'm off the walker about 50% of the 75% 75% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to my chiropractor yesterday for my Monday appointment. I walked in with no walker for the first time since May the 16th. That was my first appointment. And um, greeted by the two lovely assistants that work there that, that mm-hmm. both at some point in time or another have a massage to my back. Um, they're very familiar with me and my walker and neither one of them said a single thing about me coming in without a walker. Poor. And I got to tell you, that's real poor. I feel some kind of way about that. I was upset about that. Still a little upset about it. The doctor came out of his little cubicle after doing a, a little a little uh, back cracking. And that's the first thing he notes. Yeah. He put hands up in the air. He said, well, would you look at that? I think he gave me a little bit of an applause. And mm-hmm. still, even at that point, because I was still close to the front desk, they still didn't say anything. They didn't say anything when I exited the facility. and no point in time did they say anything. And I think that's bullshit. Yeah, it's it's got to be part of the gig. You've got to see when people are doing better um, from when they or- originally came to you. Um, that, that has to be part of the role. I, I think your chiropractor probably, probably lit them up after that for not doing such a thing. Um, we, we have, uh, I go to a dentist, Doug, and I see my dentist every six months and the same girl, she knows me as soon as I walk in the door. There's no reason for her to know me because it, it's a dentist appointment. Man, she knows me as soon as I walk in the door and we, she strikes up a conversation about my life that, uh, I just don't know how she recalls. So it's poor on them, uh, to not be able to recognize the improvement that you've made at the office they work at. And they've and they've played a small part in that. Yeah. Because as I said, at some point in time, they've done my pre my pre mm-hmm. <laughs> one of these days we're gonna remember words and, and <laughs> my pre uh what's adjustment adjustment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do the little massage gun on my back. 
And I might add, they do a piss poor job at it. Hmm. But they've done it and still said nothing. That's okay. We'll see what happens tomorrow. I get back tomorrow and on Wednesday. We'll see if they notice anything tomorrow. But um, that's my update on the back. I am moving much better. My my pain, uh, my leg is getting um, more feeling back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's everything is we're, we're moving slowly, but we're moving in the right direction. Feeling good about what's going on. I'm happy to hear that things are on the up and up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, that's it for the back update. I kind of wish I had a theme song for the back update. Oh, that'd uh, be great. Yeah, I could have entered, and that's where we We're call back, back again, back, back again. We're back, back up again. Yeah, we're back. And that leads us into our next topic of the week would be fantasy football draft. Ooh, we had our near FFL fantasy football draft that we've been in for, you said in a message, 20 years. 20 years. That's great. I was saying 16 years at the draft. Uh, 20. I think this is year 20. Yeah, day one. It's good to see that nobody knows. Uh, not Richard didn't have a clue. I, I wasn't sure. Uh, I was shirtless Burns. Has he been at, in it the whole time? Uh, not the whole time, but probably 17, 16 years in that area. He's He's been in it for a minute. Well, we had our fantasy football draft. As William said, uh, um, some of us have been in this league for 20 years. That's crazy to believe mm-hmm. that we've done a, some fantasy football for 20 years in a row. Yeah. I, I don't have anything that I've done consistently for 20 fucking years in a row. It doesn't be lazy. Hey, by uh, the way, you have the trophy, so you should be able to verify exactly how long it's been. Well, that makes com- that makes a whole lot of sense. There's a... <laughs> There's, there's a winner's list on there for each particular year that we've we've had. The, the, uh, I got chastised for not bringing the trophy with me. So poor. So poor on your part. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't because when we got there, um, I didn't – for some reason, I didn't think uh, it was going to – it wasn't, it wasn't going to be crowded. Um, we definitely failed miserably on the five Ps. Um, I'm sure you know what the five Ps are. Go ahead. Drop uh, the five Ps. Pressure, perseverance, persistence, uh, patience, and power. Correct. Prior planning prevents poor performance. Oh, man. Those five Ps. Those See, five. Was, the I, other five Ps. Yeah, the other five Ps. We felt miserably at the five Ps. We were not prepared. Um, I got there first, and when I walked in, the parking lot was absolutely – we went to a place called Big Red Kino. Place was absolutely packed. There was not one table available to sit at. Uh, <coughs> I'm in the in the the side room that we were going to use the the VIP room, the conference room, the what would you call it, the party room. <laughs> Almighty, that was full of people having a little gathering. Um, luckily, I found a seat at the very end of the bar. Uh, I posted up there and started text messaging shirtless Burns, who said he was going to be there at five thirty. I beat him there. I was a little upset by that. Um, and uh, yeah, he came in uh, shirtless burns. He's man. He's something special. I love you shirtless burns. I know you're listening to this. Uh, he's uh, I'll get into that. He showed up. So it was me and shirtless burns in at the bar. Thankfully there was two seats to the left of us. So we had four seats at the bar. We could have all just sat in a row at the bar and done the draft, which would have sucked, but I was prepared to do it. Uh, luckily, right before everybody showed up, 
uh, a table opened up, a little four banger opened up. So shirtless Burns ran over there, got the table. Uh, we posted up there. Naturally, Richard brought his brother and another friend. Um, second year in a row. No, whatever. Thing, two years ago, we had the draft at uh, Big Red. He did the same thing, brought his brother. Um, when uh, We called him his uh, Jesus. You know what? <laughs> We're just just going to have to stop using words that mean, you know, like, hey, what's a so-and-so called? We're calling his brother the uh, his scout. Okay. Christ. Uh, they couldn't join us. They had to sit up at the bar. His scouts, his two scouts had to sit up at the bar. Um, it was funny. So we're sitting at the table. We're getting ready. Um, and then you drop the news on us that uh, you've changed some settings and it screwed up our draft order. Yeah. So I had the original. I had the original third pick in the draft. I dropped down to the fourth, and I was like, "I'm cool with that." I believe your brother went from the second pick into the draft all the way down to the tenth pick. Yeah, that would have pissed me off. Certainly. Um, Shirtless Burns, because he has to bring. He brings a laptop, uh, uh, an old laptop that has to be plugged into the wall at some point in time because um, the battery doesn't work very well. Uh, he's always got all this stuff. He's. He, <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going with this. He wasn't. He wasn't too happy with uh, me or you to begin with. Mainly, I think it would be you because when he sat down, I told you that he invited Dub and uh, Cody, mm-hmm. uh, two of our very good friends, were invited by Shirtless Burns to go to the draft. They have nothing to do with the draft other than being our friends. Um, which is not a good enough invitation to come to the draft. It's for draftees, participants of the Fantasy Football League only, even though Richard has broken uh, the unwritten rule twice now. Um, but they don't bother us. They set away from us, and they just play Keno. Uh, so I tell uh, right away, I tell Shirtless Burns that uh, you were not happy with him for <laughs> I said I said something along the lines of William Richard, uh, William was not happy you invited to a uh, non-draft easel. But, uh, I said uh, you should not have invited Dub or Pottis because he brought it up right away about them not, not coming, um, which I knew they wouldn't go either, just like you said they wouldn't go. Right. And uh, he, he took umbrage to that. He was not happy that I told him that you weren't happy about those people being there. Um, or being invited, and I said, uh, obviously you don't remember the time we went to Garrison's house, and he had all of his friends and family there, and you spilled a three liter of pop <laughs> on his computer and couch, and got dubbed, dubbed shirtless Burns. Uh, we don't, we don't invite outsiders, uh-huh. and he had this look of confusion and anger on his face, like you motherfuckers, they're friends of ours, and if I want to invite them, I'll fucking invite them. And I jokingly said something about how we were we were going to have a meeting about his status in the league. Oh God! Uh, something along those lines, and I, that sat with him for a while because we went from the bar to our four banger table, and I think he still was. And then whenever you screwed up the draft order, that just piled on the fact that he was upset that you were upset with him for inviting people. And we're sitting there, and he can't. He's still trying to get his computer turned on. He's still <laughs> trying to get logged in. He's got uh, his phone going, his laptop going. Uh, he's got me, uh, 
Chris and Richard talking about the draft and about how it's going to be might be delayed to another day. Mm-hmm. And now Chris is clearly uh, upset because he can't draft on the 27th because he's got something going on. So he's huffing and puffing about, well, I guess I'm just going to have to let my auto draft do mine because I can't do it. And and shirtless Burns doesn't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like – He's working on it right now. Like, he's still splurting out things that don't make any sense. They don't fit the topic of what we're talking about at that time. He's in his own little world. Uh, I finally get him to cool off. And I was like, hey, we were joking about the friends thing. He's like, get that off of your brain. It was a fucking (laughs) joke. I was kidding. Uh, We're sitting there. He's all fiddle fucking around with his computer. Finally, somebody comes over to take our drink order. And uh, Chris right away gets uh, gets a beer. Um, she moves over to Richard. Richard's asking her questions about uh, a red beer or something. Uh, and I think he ordered a red beer and she's asking him what kind of beer does he want. And, and shirtless burns. And then she was going to move to me. You could just tell she started with Chris going to Richard <laughs> coming to me going to shirtless burns. Shirtless burns again is still highly invested in his laptop at this point in time. Um, she's talking to Rich clearly mid conversation about Richard's drink order and shirtless burns at a volume of 25, which is a max volume says on a double, double bargain of Coke with grenadine. And then she looks up like, huh? Huh? And Richard looks and I look at him like, what? And I don't even think he's looking at her. He's kind of looking in her direction and just yelling a drink work. And, and I bought his drink up at the bar um, because he went to the table to go secure the table. So I paid for his drink. And I said, by the way, you owe me two drinks, you expensive drink fucker. Yours is eight twenty five. Mine's three and a quarter. You owe me two drinks. I bought yours at the bar. He's like, OK. So he placed it. Oh, I, I want a double margarita and coke with grenadine and whatever he wants. Put his on my tab. He gets what do you want? I'm like. She's still, he'll have a, and I'm like, but she's still with, he'll take a. So I place my drink order with an apology, apologetic tone. Um, and she's like, okay, write down that stuff. Richard finishes his. And then as she's kind of walking away, he's like, that's on mine to just separate the double Morgan's mine. <laughs> tab. And she's like, okay, we'll, we'll handle that at the end. Mm. He, no comment towards her whatsoever when she says that. She brings it, and for some reason, the whole time he's talking at a 25 volume when an eight would have been fine. Um, sure, the facility was packed. It was uh, somewhat loud, but it did not require for him to be speaking at such an outrageous volume, uh, which I thought was highly hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did that two or three times when ordering the drink. Like she'd come back and, uh, he he just bark. He was just barking our, our drink orders at her, and every time he would specify separate ticket by herself, separate ticket. Uh, and it was just fucking shirtless Burns was in shirtless Burns fashion. He fucking fantastic. You can always count on shirtless Burns for some sort of entertainment um, at any point in time. Whenever you're at a function with him, uh, I'm disappointed we didn't get a picture. Um, and I, it's funny to hear all that story. He was texting me. Um, but I didn't read his text because I was in a panic about the draft order because I couldn't figure out what to do. So 
I actually don't even think I have still read the text, so I should go back to see what he was texting me about. Um, but yeah, that's great. Thankfully, the draft did get to continue. I had to take I had to take a leap of faith and reset the draft because there was no way we could do a draft in an opposite draft order of what I told everybody we did it at. But once we got that going. Um, it was all well. There was only three people in the video chat. You guys joined a couple of times, but it was incredibly loud. Um, and I couldn't get you guys to hit your mute button, but uh, it was good to see you all for just a, a few brief moments on the video chat. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys utilize it? Were the other, the rest of you guys? Uh, no, it was, it was just me, Dustin, and Mike. We stayed on there the entire time. Um, I'm not sure why my brother didn't join. I invited others to join. Nobody else joined. So the three of us just kind of sat and chilled. And talked about the draft as it went along. It was, you know, very low key. Obviously, I was the only one drinking. Well, Dustin, Dustin was probably drinking as well. But obviously, with three of us in three separate locations, not much going on. We just kind of sat, chatted when we could, and made our picks. Well, um, in other live draft news, I did get Richard um, some uh, some uh, off the rail swag. Nice some swag. The- our our paying supporter um and and friend of the pod i because a, a certain somebody that will remain nameless you has all of the swag that's ever been made other than our insulated sack gate sacks yeah uh, i was forced to bring richard the insulated off the rails sack gate grocery bag um, that i utilize quite often um, but that's fine I gave it up. Richard now has it. He was very excited to receive it. Uh, he liked it. Uh, I did ensure him that we would get him some more swag. Uh, yeah. I did tell him the story about how I brought swag, and we meant to give him some at the wedding, but the drinking took over, mm-hmm. um, and we forgot all about it, and it got late. And Then whenever I pulled the swag out, you drunkenly insisted that you take all of it with you. <laughs> Um, so I no longer had any swag to give up. Um, I mentioned something about the, uh, when I gave him the swag, I gave it to him right away. Like, as soon as we, he sat down and, uh, shirtless, I'm pretty sure shirtless Burns made some sort of comment about how he listens and he's a supporter. And I said, well, only financial supporters, uh, get a super sweet insulated sat gate bag. I think that's what I said. I'm pretty sure that's what I said. I said something. And I think that it went something like that, mm-hmm. um, that only financial supporters get the uh, the insulated sack gate sack. And then I don't remember who said what. And then but I made it. I said, well, those that used to support financially, something along those lines. I made it clear that he was no longer. And if I told you that, did you know that? Yes, you He's, told me that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so I said something about that at the table. And I realized days later after I said, I was like, oh, man. Did that come across as some sort of, like, that probably came across dickish, mm-hmm. like, when a fucking asshole used to support us four ninety nine a month, but ooh, can't, doesn't do it anymore. Sure, we took a little three-month break, whatever. <laughs> and so... Season and two. Season two? Yeah, we were on summer vacation. Yeah. Howard still hasn't come back on the air yet. I'm paying $34 a month for Sirius XM only for Howard Stern. And that son of a bitch has been off all summer long. Yeah. Um, so I said something, and Richard didn't know. He was like, what? I'm not? And I was like, nah, it doesn't, doesn't appear that you are any longer. 
And I said, I, it makes sense. You know, we take a, a three month hiatus. I wouldn't want to pay for something that I'm not getting anymore either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes, no, that's, that shouldn't, I should still be. So does, does it tell you when it stopped doing that? I said, no. And he came up with uh, a guesstimate that a guesstimate, he figures that possibly it was, he changed credit cards. Uh, his expired or got a new one or something and it probably just dropped. Yeah. Um, and so he says, you know, send me the link. I'll happily get back on there and be a financial supporter for your podcast. And he's like, I will pay for the quality that I'm receiving, something like that. He was just, he said, I'll happily do it. And then, so then when I was thinking about it, I was like, fuck, that probably came across wrong sure. when I meant the fact that he wasn't paying anymore. I didn't mean it like that. I don't care. It doesn't, I, it, it didn't mean to come out that way. And he was like, send me the link. And then I was like, well, I can't just send him the link individually. Like, well, you said you were paying. Here's the link. You better pay up, buddy. <laughs> so that's why I made that's why I made the Facebook post. I think, right, I put it on the Off the Rails Facebook uh, that you could be a financial supporter by clicking on the link or whatever. <laughs> um, so I opted to just send it to the Facebook group for everybody. If you want, you can go to our Facebook group, Off the Rails on Facebook. Off the Rails with Will and Doug. There is a Facebook post on there with a link to be a financial supporter. You can support for $0.99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. Uh, so anyways i thought that was funny so that's what happened that's i think that's all that i have on my draft notes yes five p's shirtless burn richard sackgate financial supporter that was our draft nice uh doug i need to get the swag sent to you in the mail so this monday we should Uh, be able to get that step completed this monday uh, looking forward to that this month, it, you you need a whole nother week from what are you doing Tuesday through Sunday of this week? Well, Tuesday is gone. It's nine Fair. five nine fifteen. So Fair. that's already that. gone. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I work from seven a.m. to five forty-five p.m. On Saturday, I have a fantasy draft that starts at nine a.m. And Sunday, I don't have anything. But Monday is my day off, so Monday is the best day to do it. 9 a.m. Yeah, we're having a brunch at Brad's. So we're going to do a brunch and we're going to have a mimosa bar, some Bloody Marys. Um, I'm taking a whole bunch of uh, hot pocket breakfast items because Jim Gaffigan's in town that day. Um, and then we'll start the draft at noon. The noon the draft should last from noon till about five o'clock. So brunch at Brad's followed by draft at Brad's. Looking forward well, to isn't it. That, isn't that fancy? You guys yeah. are going to get together for a little mimosa mimosa brunch at brad's yeah yeah full day what does, does does hot pocket breakfast things have to do what's that have to do with jim gaffigan do those have anything to do with each other yes you mentioned them in the same sentence like they there's a reference there yes Doug. youtube jim gaffigan and hot to- hot pockets yes it's one of his most popular funniest skits is hot pockets Absolutely. I've never been much of a fan of Jim Gaffigan. That's silly. You would love Jim Gaffigan. Should I, should I, I play it? Do you want to try to hear it over my uh, speakers? No, it never. You sure? That's the, yeah, I've got it right here. I've got it pulled up. I will watch it whenever we're done. There's a Hot Pocket compilation of Jim Gaffigan, 12 minutes and 56 seconds long. Can you summarize for me? Is he pro Hot Pocket? Is he anti-Hot Pocket? 
Oh, no, it's basically that the Hot Pockets give you diarrhea and burn the inside of your mouth. And then he likes to sing Hot Pockets uh, all the time, <laughs> and he does it in a different voice. Um, and he, he just kind of goes – it's one of those skits where he, he tries to come up with what was the thought process behind uh, – the invention of a hot pocket. How did they come up with the idea to put <laughs> this disgusting processed food inside of a pocket? And then I, I think he also does part of this skit as to how they came up with the name hot pocket. So uh, th- there, there's quite a bit to it. It's it's quite it's quite a skit. It's great. Um, I think it's probably the skit that got me onto Jim Gaffigan, and this is like probably 15 years ago when the skit started. So yeah, Jim Gaffigan hot pockets. Look it up. He'll be here at the AMP on Saturday. Tickets are available at the Walmart AMP. Yes, you still are looking for tickets. Um, do you do you feel that hot pockets do hot pockets give you diarrhea and do oh, they burn yeah. the inside of your mouth so you can uh, relate to his humor? It's very relatable. Yes, uh, most of his food jokes, which is a lot of his skits, uh, are very relatable. I think everybody's burnt the inside of their mouth uh, from eating a hot pocket too quickly. Um, <coughs> as far as diarrhea, uh, I think uh, every food has given me diarrhea at one point in my life. So, <laughs> hot pocket is certainly on the list. Gotcha. Uh, I don't think I've ever gotten diarrhea from a hot pocket. And yes, I have burnt the inside of my mouth on a hot pocket. Who hasn't? Um, all right. Well, I'll give it a listen. Uh, speaking of comedians, what do you think about Louis C.K.? I guess he's coming to town for maybe going to the Royal Grove. Royal Grove. Unbelievable. Um, I loved uh, Louis C.K. Um, it's hard to, it, you know, his Me Too story is really freaking out there, man. Um, it's hard to believe that you could go back and support Louis C.K. after what the story of his Me Too movement was. Um, but back before I knew he was a creep and a pervert, I saw him live at the Brady Theater in Tulsa um, when he was really on top of things with his uh, show on – what channel was that on? I can't remember now. But, he, you know, I enjoyed his series, and I thought he was – I thought he was good live. He was, he was very funny. Uh, Louis C.K. is another comedian that I never, I never got into. I never thought, I never liked his shit. Interesting. Interesting. And I don't know, and I don't know about his Me Too stuff because I didn't follow him and I didn't really care about it. I think my understanding is that he used to have um, female comedians, maybe as well, and females, and he would just jack off in front of them. That that's that is correct. And he owned up to it and apologized to everybody and said he was wrong. Yeah, yeah, he did. Eventually, he did. That is correct. All right. Well, well, I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough transition. But uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Louis C.K. announced a big tour that includes the Royal Grove, Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, and I think he's doing, like I said, two nights, two nights at the Grove. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to sell out two nights at the Grove. Uh, we'll see. You'll have to keep track of of how the I'm, ticket sales are. I I will drive out there for that. It went. Uh, I would almost like to go just to see what the turnout is. But I, yeah, I just. I mean, you, well, they. You, I, you can just sit in the parking lot, Doug. Yeah, but you know, I don't judge well by car. I mean, that's true. I got it. Yeah, that would be that would be awful. Uh, I can see the cars and be like, "Oh, there's a." 
Excuse are you, me. How, how's your how's your sickness doing? How are you doing? Uh, as, as you can hear, uh, it's still here, man. I'm I still got this cough that's just lingering, and I still got this snot situation, man. That's just hanging out. It's not going away. It's um, you know, like you stated last week, is it COVID uh, for my Foo Fighters? The Foo Fighters show has now been over two weeks. It's been, I think, 17 days. Um, and I, I just can't shake it. It's just sticking around. I feel fine. I feel uh, my energy is fine. I don't feel ill. I'm eating regularly. Um, I just got this cough and this snot situation that I just I can't I can't get rid of. It's very annoying. Wow. Well, thanks for that transition. Speaking of eating regularly. Um, I got a Snapchat from Mrs. Hendricks, uh, I believe, last week. Uh, We like to send each other Snapchats of our food situations. Mm -hmm. um, And she likes to send me Snapchats of her Chipotle burrito bowls. Yeah. She usually has a very, very uh, attractive bowl of Mm. full pico de gallo. It always appears as if she said, give me a triple order of guacamole on my Mm -hmm. Chipotle bowl. as She's just got a heaping mound of beautiful green guacamole fresh mm-hmm. she has just a very fresh herbaceous burrito bowl mm-hmm. um and then she panned over to your burrito bowl yeah. uh that looks like a queso dip mm-hmm. um just a hodgepodge of slop yours basically just look like a hog trough of <laughs> leftover cheese and beans <laughs> and, and possibly sour cream dumped disgustingly in a bowl with anger and hopes of getting off of work soon and that was the last of the food they had and now they can clean up and go home that's what your burrito bowl looks like hers is beautiful um yours looked kind of gross mm-hmm. um but hey I would have ate it too. So, and it's funny because she sends me, um, I asked her, I was like, what the fuck is Will's, what does he order? Just a bunch of queso and sour cream? And she's like, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, there's a bean, beans in it, I think. And she follows up uh, like a day or two later, or maybe it was the same day. And she asks me, if I mix up, no, it was days later. You guys must have had another one. I must have gotten multiple. You probably, anyways. So she asked me, and I love the way that she asked the question. Um, she asked me if I mix up my burrito bowl like a serial killer as well. <laughs> I fucking laughed so hard when she called you a serial killer because you <laughs> burrito bowl to look like a fucking trough of slop. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I will always refer to somebody mixing up some sort of bowl as the serial killer mix, um, which I do support you in your ser- serial killer mixing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get my burrito bowls, I do a half chicken, half beef, mm-hmm. half steak. I mean, yeah, I get lettuce, cheese. I get start off with what do you start off with? You get your rice. Mm-hmm. I go white rice, I go pinto beans, I go mm-hmm. half chicken, half steak. Okay. Then I go lettuce, okay. queso, mm-hmm. regular cheese, mm-hmm. sour cream, guacamole, mm-hmm. and a salsa verde. Doug, I eat- our, our bowls are very similar. Are they? Yours yeah. just doesn't have lettuce. Yeah, I don't have lettuce and I don't do a salsa verde, but everything else... 
um, down the line uh, was exactly the same. Um, I don't think you said sour cream, did you? I did say sour cream. Okay. Yep, sour cream, guacamole. Uh, yeah, that's 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 it. And so they, they definitely slop it on. I mean, I'm not getting extra uh, sour cream or extra queso or extra guac. They just they just slop it on for me. And so when I'm at the end of the line, yes, the actual food is buried underneath all the condiments that I get to go with it. And the bowl, because everything's extra, basically cost me like seventeen dollars. <laughs> yeah, they're not cheap. They no. they definitely get well. Shit, nothing's cheap anymore. Um, which uh, so yeah, I I told her I was like I eat my first uh, few bites. I'll take a couple bites from the chicken side, a couple bites from the steak side, without mixing it up. But eventually, I see a real killer the shit out of my mouth. <laughs> I just, it's basically nachos without the chips is the way I think it is. Uh, That's basically what I'm getting. Man, maybe one of these days you should get a side of chips. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Or maybe that's a, maybe I could, that's a good food idea. Nachos without the chips. It's just a restaurant that specializes in nacho toppings, but no chips to go with it. Uh, I think it's already been done. Uh, Qdoba. Oh, really? Well, Qdoba, guess... they they advertise a uh, a nacho without the chips, and they just put the chips on the side. Well, that's disappointing. I literally yeah. just come up with that. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, somebody literally came up with it before you did. Yeah, and they're very successful at what they do. I don't know if I've ever been to Qdoba. We have one in town. I don't know if I've been to it. Um, I have, we do have, we have Chipotle and we do have Qdoba. I will say of the two, I am a, I used to be strictly <laughs> Qdoba because Qdoba has got ground beef. I'm a big fan of the ground beef option, okay. All right. but I went to Qdoba a few weeks ago because I was getting tired of the Chipotle and I remember there's a Qdoba across the street. So I went to Qdoba and hands down my Chipotle has been better. Chipotle is better. I'll say it. So for all of you out there that like Cordoba, so, so what? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I was going to say for those of you that like Cordoba, fuck you. (laughs) But I realized (laughs) before I said it, that wouldn't be nice. So I didn't say it. You didn't say it because you said you were about to say it. I said it anyway. I think that if you say you were about, if you say something else, and then you you let people know I was going to say this, mm-hmm. but I didn't because I actually said the previous thing. Therefore, I think you're off the hook. Yeah, I think if I could go, man, you're a you're I, you're dumb. And then no, no. If I said if I said if I said you make you make strange decisions, and then I was like, but I wanted to say you're you're a fucking idiot. Because I said you make strange decisions, it, we have to stick with that. Because I was gonna say you're a fucking idiot, but I didn't. I was just going to. Right. So I think I'm I'm in the clear on that. Yeah, I think you're all right. I think you're fine. Um, Chipotle cereal killer mix. I'm gonna get you a T-shirt. Um, I just thought of this when I looked back down at my notes, and the first thing it says is Chipotle cereal killer mix. I need to figure out some sort of cool T-shirt for you that involves Chipotle and serial killer. <laughs> can, can you just put serial? Uh, can't the shirt? You said you're gonna make a shirt, right? 
Yes, a T-shirt. Does it? I mean, why does it have to have a picture on it? Can't it just say "serial killer mix" on it, and that's it? It could. Jeez, I guess you just designed your own shirt. <laughs> the hell am I getting involved for then? Never mind. Exactly. Make your fucking shirt then. Golly. <laughs> they tell you I'm going to get you a sweet gift, and you're like, oh, what do I have a fucking picture on it? I need a picture. <laughs> you just write serial killer mix, dumbass. <laughs> Golly. What a dick. Get your own fucking t shirt then. Um, speaking of. Oh, man. I have no, I have no transition. I just saw this, uh, this, this last weekend, uh, the goddamn crate challenge. Mm. What the fuck is going on with this milk crate challenge? Uh, that's a great question, Doug. What is going on with it? Well, people are stacking milk crates in a pyramid, mm-hmm. just one singular row. Start off with one, then two, three, four, five, six. Seven crates at the top, and then on the opposite side, you go back down. Six, five, four, three, two, one. You go up the crates, come down the crates, and it's very difficult. Um, most people end in a terrible, hilarious fall mm-hmm. that very well could end in something being dislocated and or broken. Certainly. The very first video that I saw looked like it was a, a, a frail older lady. She got up to the sixth or seventh uh, um, milk crate stack and absolutely took a horrendous fall. Naturally, the first thing anybody does when somebody falls is laughs hysterically at them Mm -hmm. um, before finding out if they've injured themselves. This frail older lady stood up and her arm was clearly broken. Oh, boy. And... She's holding her arm and moving quickly, and everybody's going, oh, she broke her arm, she broke her arm, um, while the ones that aren't paying attention are still laughing. So that's the first taste of the milk crate challenge that I got, and I was hooked. Um, I just started searching for the milk crate challenge. My first question when I saw the milk crate challenge was, where the fuck they get all those milk crates from? Yeah. Wait, I right now could not leave my house, which why well, do it? It's 10 o'clock in the evening. I couldn't go tomorrow in the afternoon, and I would have no clue where to go get 49 milk crates. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Where do you, can you go? Do you know where to get 49 milk crates? Go ahead. I, I would have to Google it, um, and I would have – I mean, obviously, my first guess would be a grocery store. Uh, so I could go to the neighborhood markets or, or harps, but I – I go besides that, and I don't know if I'd have to buy them or not. So I, I no, I've I've never purchased a milk cart. I do have some milk carts in the house. I used to put vinyl in the milk carts, but I'm not really sure where the milk carts came from. Is it milk cart or milk crate? Uh, it's milk crate. I was saying carts. It's a milk crate. Okay. okay. Well, I didn't yeah. know. Maybe I was saying the wrong thing. Even though it's called a milk crate challenge. Yeah, maybe no, the whole no, world it's, it's right. I was just not speaking correctly uh, for the, like the fourth time this episode. The funny thing about the milk crate challenge, whenever I was watching, is I was trying to figure out how many total milk crates they had, mm-hmm. and so I would like pause a video when I could see the full thing. And instead of just counting, uh, I was literally going, "Okay, one, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, And I got to fifty uh, the first time I finally did it, and I just kept getting. I would lose where I was at. I would lose count. My eyes would wander. It took me probably 20 minutes to figure out it was 49 crates. 
and I didn't deviate from my task. I sat there and tried to count milk crates for fucking ever, mm. stopping, playing videos, stopping videos, rewinding the video, pausing the video, counting each one. I couldn't get a good angle. Sometimes they didn't have all of the things. I finally was just like, it's just, Doug, Doug, just increase one every time. One, yeah, two, three, I four, mean, five, seven, <laughs> and then six, five, four, three, yeah. two, one. Add one plus two plus three plus four plus five. Mm-hmm. I finally got it. It was pretty elementary after I figured it out. But yeah, I'll tell you what, this slow, dumb mind of mine really mm-hmm. struggled with that. Now, Doug, uh, as I've been watching a few that pop up on the Twitter, I know this is a TikTok viral sensation. Are there any white people doing this crate challenge? Um, I have to be honest with you. I have not seen a single milk crate challenge um, that does involve any white people. I did see um, a Hispanic, larger man. He looked to be Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, take an absolute terrible spill. Um I've watched quite a bit, but no. Uh, have you have you seen the one of the guy that was uh, rolling a joint while he did it? Uh, yes, he rolled a blunt. It was a blunt. There's a blunt. difference between marijuana joint. Thank you. And a marijuana blunt. Gotcha. Okay. Um, he walked up this thing, started rolling a blunt on the first step gracefully one step at a time while rolling a blunt while bragging about rolling the blunt while having hype men in the background videotaping him rolling a blunt talking about how badass he was rolling the blunt as he's going up this near impossible crate challenge stands at the top unwavering in his confidence rolling said blunt walks down the other side after he takes a long pause at the top to finish the rolling process uh, gets it rolled tight uh, where I guess you would say he gets it wrapped and then he's kind of sealing it on the way down and then stops at the bottom step to light it and then walks. Uh, yes, I did see that one. It was okay. quite yeah. Sounds like he's um, Yes, I did see that one. Of course, I saw that one. Um, Bro Bible put that one on the internet for me to see. Okay. Um, also, I saw one. Uh, I saw one where a girl made a shit ton of money, uh, as they all obviously bet that she couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. She went up the top and then she ran down the other side nice. uh, and then collected a massive stack of cash from everybody in the crowd, uh, collecting her winnings. Um, I saw a highlight of one girl doing it in high heels. Oh, I didn't watch that one. I feel as if the, the heel on the back would go through one of the crate holes. You would think so. Yeah, I do think so. <laughs> uh, but she successfully completed it according to the uh, the uh, description, which I almost wasn't able to figure out. It's called a description. Okay. Um, I was going to go, uh, the thing that they wrote on the bottom to tell me what it was about. <laughs> She did make it, uh, from what they say. You, so it's, you were going to do that, but you did not I, do that. Well, thankfully, in my brain, it was getting ready to say that, but thankfully, the word description jumped in. Mm-hmm. Um, I that really way. want to see this live. I really would like to watch some people do this. Well, set um, it up. You got a show right know, here. I've made it clear. I don't know where to get 49 milk crates. Okay, well, that's that's the first thing you're gonna have to Google, Doug. I do want to let you know who started the crate challenge, if I may. Oh, please, absolutely. Yes. 
So according to Know Your Meme, the challenge is actually based on a video that went viral a decade ago. In the clip posted by the YouTube channel Joyriders TV bonus footy on June 23rd, 2011, a guy runs across a staircase made of milk crates before falling and injuring his back. The clip appears to have inspired Facebook users Kenneth Waddle and Jordan Brown, who were the first known people to do the, to do the milk crate challenge in August of 2021. They posted a video of people playing the crate game in a public park on Facebook, which went viral and was then copied by thousands of people around the world. A decade ago. Decade ago. And now it's coming back for its and second now, round. And now it's on it's on the comeback. So it disappeared well, for a decade. How did we not see it ten years ago? Well maybe we did and we just forgot. Wow. Hmm. Well, I think it's, uh, I think it's I think it's great, and I really I'd really like to. <laughs> I feel like though, if I set up the crates, uh, I, f- I probably could have some sort of uh, liability um, if somebody does fall and break their back and or just uh, just print off a piece of paper that says uh, I am not liable for any accidents. Is that all it needs to say? Can I just handwrite it? Yeah, Can I just write on one piece of paper? Mm-hmm. I am not liable for any injuries or accidents. Sign here, and then yes. just make copies of it. That's correct. That's all you got to do. That's a legal waiver. That's uh, that's a legal waiver. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I would like to give everybody a fighting chance and set it up on a on an actual level surface, and yeah. so, instead of on somebody's grass yard. I think it needs to be on a nice, even level cement surface. So there's a. Uh, more stability. I don't, I don't know about cements. I mean, because they're going to fall. You, you certainly want them to have a, a, a an okay fall. I don't want to fall on cement. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, I got a lot of things to work through on that. Yeah. Can we, we are- Google? Can we Google where do we uh, get milk crates? Here's the thing. I, Go ahead. We can. I would prefer you do it. I feel any extracurricular activity that goes on with my internet while doing a podcast is just uh, I'm just asking for something bad to happen. Sure. I'm asking for quality. I'm just something bad could happen if I Googled something while on a podcast right now. Sure. Um, you can stop you know, talking. I'm, I'm going to let you know. Uh, Lowe's, Walmart, Target, Chewy.com. Nope, that's a dog crate. Uh, Walmart, Amazon.com. And that's about it. So you have some options there. Milk crates direct is probably a good option as well. Oh shit! How much is at milk crate? Uh, just one of them. It looks like um, looks like this one is at Lowe's is nine ninety eight. It's a clever made six point six gallon charcoal tote in gray nine ninety eight at Walmart. A Sterilite plastic storage cube is five ninety seven. At Target, it's seven ninety nine. Uh, from Amazon, you can buy two of them for thirty eight dollars, which seems a little bit expensive. So I'm looking at oh three yeah. roughly three hundred dollars for milk crates. Yeah, that was good math, Doug. Forty times six is something, right? That's that's I mean that's that's two hundred forty dollars plus tax. That's the cheapest. Uh, Forty times ten. That's that's four hundred dollars. Yeah, four hundred dollars. 49, 49 crates. Oh, boy. 
that's an that's an extra amount of money there. So <laughs> I did the I did the five ninety seven at Walmart times forty nine two ninety two fifty three. So I just rounded up to over three hundo. Yeah, it's definitely definitely over three hundo. That's just not. That's just. I'm not willing to spend three hundo to watch somebody injure themselves. I'd rather just get the milk crates for free. Well, that's that's tough. Mm. That is tough. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. You're out, Doug. Do it I'm for out. the do it for the pod, Doug. I could do it with all of the money we make off of this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So in another. So hold on. We're what number pod are we on right now? 26, 27? Like Half a year. Let's go. Okay, so twenty-seven plus twenty-seven plus twenty-seven. <laughs> We're gonna have to go like another hundred episodes. That's fine. At we the base going. And then mm-hmm. it's milk plate challenge time, bitches. Let's go. All right, that's all I got on the milk crate challenge. We got Good. 52 minutes. Do you want to go on to what do you got? So we got two more things we can talk about. Kanye beef. I don't know much about it. No, we I, can, no, we, I, I think I think we've gone far enough. Doug, I wanted to let you know that today uh, my I caught my vehicle onto my garage and now I can't get my garage to go down. Oh my god. First of all, I want to I just want to repeat what you said verbatim. I caught my vehicle on my garage. Uh-huh. What does that mean? You caught your vehicle on so something. What back, does it mean when one catches their vehicle on something? The back door was partially open, like the back uh, to open that goes into your trunk. It was partially open, and I needed to get some groceries. And so I decided to open the garage to get more room. But it, the garage caught the back door as the garage was going up and actually started lifting my vehicle with the garage up until a point that it actually stopped and set off an alarm. So then I tried to get it to go back down, but then it was stuck. Uh, so the wife, thankfully, came up with the idea that perhaps I should just move the car forward in the garage. I did do that. It made a giant noise, uh, very loud. Um, and now the garage is no longer working correctly. William. Yeah. Come on, man. Well. What are you doing? That's hilarious. So the as you were pulling forward, the car was still connected to the garage. Yeah. So it just ripped off of the door. Yeah. Um ugh, wow, that's awesome. Uh, I would have loved to have watched you while that was happening. Did you stand there in wonderment? Did you stand there in confusion? Did you look and notice that it was happening as it was happening and just stand there and watch it happen? Like, what, um, what's going so through your I, brain? I, yeah, I was pretty nervous because I did not realize that the door was that close to the garage. Or obviously, I would have just gone and shut the door. I, I didn't know that there was no room for error there. Um, so when I saw the garage start going up, I immediately heard it hit the door and I was like, oh, and then I saw the door going up with the garage. And then I had like a flashback 
um, of back when I was like in seventh grade, Michael left the car door open and my dad went into reverse and we, it, it hit one of the, we, we lived in a, under a carport and it hit one of the beams and just demolished the, the car door. I just bent the car door in half. Um, and I, I started having flashbacks of that, that that was about to, what I was about to witness. Uh, so I quickly hit the stop on the, uh, the garage door once the alarm started going off and then, I just didn't know what next step to make on how to make it better. I tried because I tried, I went back to the door and I tried to like close it, but it was like, it was literally stuck with the garage on like one of the bolts. Like I couldn't get it to go up anymore and I could not get it to go down. Perhaps I could have, you know, thought about it a little bit further to see what I could do, but it just didn't work out. And now we have a somewhat damaged garage. So what's the how do, what what's the next what's the next move now? I guess we need to call some garage people to come and help us out. I mean, I'm hoping it's a real easy fix, um, but I, I really don't know at this point. That but that that'll be the next step is to call some garage people and say, "Can you come check out my garage and see if you can get it working properly?" Because once I got Could the car you? moved up, I, I I hit the down button and it went down to about I don't know four feet from the ground and it just stopped and went back up. If I could give you one piece of advice, whenever, when, and if you call these people, you should add the word door to the, after you say garage. Yeah. Cause you hit the garage door, correct? Yeah. The garage door. Yeah. You, you've been saying the whole time that you, you hit the garage and need to call somebody to come look at the garage. The garage door is the problem. The garage is still is fine in a, in and of itself. So yeah. just when garage and if door. you call somebody that just because if you say, Hey, can you come take a look at my garage? You're like, well, what's wrong with your garage? Yeah. What the wall, the floor? The Man, I gotta tell you, Doug, that's good that you say that. I I called Vivint last week, which is the security system. Uh-huh. I, I want them to add an alarm to my garage door. And boy, did that cause a lot of confusion because I wasn't talking about the actual garage door. I was talking about the door that goes from the kitchen to the garage. And we just could not, we could not get on the same page there. Um, and I didn't know how else to, to name it besides a garage door. But obviously, they were thinking the big garage door that goes up and down for the vehicles. And I was just simply talking about the door that comes into my kitchen. Uh, I don't know what they're going to send to me in the mail uh, based off of our conversation because we were never on the same page. But I'm looking forward to, to when that happens. So, yes, I'm not very good at descriptions, Doug. And I think that causes a lot of confusion. And speaking of calling people um, for some sort of service uh, in regards to your house, have you guys ever called anybody about your bed? No, no, we have not. But I can tell you that the receipts and the warranty information for the bed is still sitting on top of the kitchen counter. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That is amazing. What I don't do you know think? To, I don't I don't know what to say, Doug. Like, hey, uh, our bed is three years old. We don't like it. Can you help us? I just I don't know the because I know they're just gonna say no, and I'm gonna say okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for your time. You have a great day. <laughs> what what is the warranty? Do you is it what's the warranty say? It's got different uh, times. I, I think overall there's a ten year warranty on it. But I think with each passing year, there's some type of different warranty to it. Well, I think you just get on the phone and say, hey, we hate our bed and go from there. Just say, 
I've got my bed warranty here, and we hate our bed. What can we do? Yeah. And then and let them ask some probing yeah. questions. And they're going to say nothing. <laughs> well, because I mean, I don't know why. I don't know what to say about why we hate our bed. Like, I don't think it's comfortable. Is basically the reason why. There's no rips. There's no tears. There's nothing physically hey. wrong with the bed. Hey. Yeah. Why isn't your reasoning enough? Why isn't it because it's uncomfortable and we don't sleep well on the bed? Isn't that probably the most important reason to not like a bed? Well, I think so. But doesn't that just mean I made a poor purchase and it, making a poor purchase is not covered under warranty? It means your bed sucks and it's uncomfortable. That's what a, if your bed has a 10 year warranty, isn't it? Uh, it's not comfortable. It's got to be like, a, do you think a 10 year warranty on a bed is just like cosmetic or a springs poking through? And I'm not, that's, that's like, what I think. Yes. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you're right. You probably should just leave it on the counter and you guys can look at it every once in a while. But that's, that's why I need you just to go oh. back to that season one. I need you to call them for me and you can do this, the talking. You should send me the phone number. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of free time on my hands. I need, I need some of the pertinent information. Obviously, I need a phone number. I need to know the name of the company, name of the bed. Yeah, I need to know gonna, the bed. I'll send you a picture of the warranty information in the receipt. Good, and that'll tell me when when I purchased the bed. Yes. Okay. Good. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm I'm interested. I'm going to find out what can happen on this. I'm going to make right. some calls this okay. week. You get that to me. I have answers for you for next podcast. Excellent. This is very exciting, Doug. I'm very pumped. (laughs) With that being said, let's jump into a game of... Death or Alive. Death or Alive. Death or Alive. Death or Alive. Welcome to Dead or Alive, the newest and hottest game show out there where Will and Doug try to figure out who's still kicking or who has kicked the bucket. I am your host, Mike, and with me as always is Mr. Murray and Mr. Hendricks. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Yes, sir. Doing well. Yes, sir. Doing well. Awesome. Excellent. (laughs) We're just going to repeat each other. Great stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So just a recap for the series. William is still up by three. It is 17 to 14. Nice. Um, so I guess now, I guess, are you guys ready to play Dead or Alive? Let's go. I'm ready to extend my lead. Let's go. I'm ready to (laughs) catch up to Will. Yeah, there you go. All right, cool. So our first candidate tonight for Dead or Alive is Mr. Tony Burton. Tony Burton. Have you ever heard of Tony Burton? He's the director of uh, movies with Johnny Depp in them. No, that's Tim Burton. But but <laughs> he, you're all right. He is a motivational speaker with really large hands, and they call them banana hands. Um, no, that is Tony Little, I believe. <laughs> Jesus. I think Blood it's Tony. Up. That's who? Tony Robbins, maybe? Tony Robbins, yeah. There you go. Right. Yeah. Tony Little. You said little hands, so I just went I went with it. No, massive hands. Mass massive hands. 
Oh, he said massive hands? Yeah. Yeah, they, in the movie Shallow How, he yeah. called them banana hands. Banana hands. Banana hands. Okay. Well, Tony Bur- Burton uh, is an actor, um, or was an actor, or is an actor. Mm-hmm. That's up in the air. Um, he's been known to play such pivotal roles as Sonny Spider Brown in the 1974 classic The Black Godfather. Oh. Um, he was in uh, Assault on Precinct 13, the 1976 movie, mm-hmm. as Wells. <laughs> He he also reprised his role as Wells in the 2005 remake of Assault in Quincy 13. Hmm. Um, let's see. He was also in The Black Rose of Harlem okay. as Turner. Um, he was Bill Jukes in the movie Hook. Hmm. He also played <laughs> Mr. 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 Lee in House Party 2. Okay. But I think you might know him better as Tony Duke Evers in the Rocky movies. <laughs> he, he was Apollo Creed's trainer. Okay. He has, okay. That, he has a, a thick mustache. Is that correct? In that, in, or is that Apollo as a thick mustache? That's Apollo. Okay. That's, that's Apollo. Um, so is Tony Burton alive or is he dead? Well, that's a, Mr. Hendricks. That's a tough you one. You the board. You did nothing to help me out there. The only thing I, I can really state is I think the latest thing you said was 2005. Um, most of those things are 70s and 80s. Uh, I'm going to have to say, based on that, there's probably a, a pretty elderly age here. So I'm going to go with deceased. Final answer? Final answer. Mr. Murray. Okay. Okay. Here, I think we hopefully we're going to make a move here. Um, I don't have any reasoning whatsoever. Uh, I do know who Apollo Creed's trainer is or was. Um, I'm going with alive. I think Apollo Creed's trainer is still alive. Final answer. All right. Anthony Mayboron Burton was an American actor and a boxer. <laughs> he was born in Flint, Michigan. He had a younger sister named Loretta. He was born in uh, March 23rd, 1937. Mm. He passed away February 25th, 2016 at the age of 78. Nice. Oh, damn um, it. He died from complications <laughs> of pneumonia. Bummer. Uh, he has a gif, right? There's a gif of, of him. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've seen it, but I, the main thing I think of whenever I think of this guy is the, the scene towel. in Rocky Ford. Throw in the towel. Yeah. Throw think, in the towel, damn it. I think that's what the gif is. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Good. So good. there we go. Uh, Mr. Murray failed in his move. Mm-hmm. And Will has expanded his lead from three to four. Big time. That's huge. It's a big that lead. Is, that is huge. So next up on Dead or Alive, our next candidate, is a gentleman by the name of James Thurston Neighbors. Jim Neighbors? Jim Neighbors. From Andy Griffith's show. From the Andy Griffith Show and Gomer Pyle. Everybody knows Jim Neighbors. 
Yeah. Everybody knows who Jim Neighbors is. I mean, it's a pretty simple one, so you would think. So I don't think I need to go through all his credits. No. Um, but, I mean, he was a singer. You know, he is a singer, an yeah. actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been in all kinds of stuff. So is Jim Neighbors dead or alive, Mr. Hendricks? So um, he's dead. Okay. Final answer? Yes. Mr. Murray. He's dead. I know he's dead. Right. Yeah. That's a pretty simple one. Like I said, this is getting harder and harder sure. to do. Sure, sure. Um, I, I'm well versed <laughs> each in the week. Andy Griffith cast. I believe the only people still alive is Opie. And then I think it's Claire uh, from the uh, um, the, uh, the the shop where you get your medicine. What's that place called? The pharmacy. pharmacy. Yeah, the pharmacy. Oh man, <laughs> happened all all night long. It's been going on. Mike chilled the dog uh, all night long. Neither one of us can re- actually speak the English language anymore. But yeah, she's <laughs> still she's still alive as well. But she's like ninety. But she still goes to some Andy Griffith. Uh, what are those things? When... <laughs> Convention. Convention. She still goes to this. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I... <laughs> Go ahead with your... I should have known. I should have known that would have been an easy one for Will and, and obviously you as well. Based on uh, the uh, top five list from last week's um, No Judgment Tier um, mm-hmm. where we discussed our top five favorites. TV theme shows and yeah. and Andy Griffith was one of those for you. So I know from the fact that he used to he um he would sing a song at NASCAR races. There was something he would he sang a lot at NASCAR events before the race and before they did uh start your engines and before they would do the invocation. Um and they would make reference to it and he doesn't do it anymore. And huh, okay. I don't watch NASCAR. I don't I've never, I've, I've never watched NASCAR. Not one time in your life. No, no. Even Every, two laps. No, nope. Hmm. You've never I, been changing the channel and came across a NASCAR race and stopped for just a minute. Nope. Wow, that's uh-uh. incredible. That is incredible. I just, I, I don't, I don't get the point. Hmm. It doesn't. It, Are you a communist? Um, <laughs> I must be. I think so. I mean, nothing about it excites me or even appeals to me. All right. I think I've I'm not watched. Four... I'm a NASCAR fan and have a favorite NASCAR driver or anything, but that's yeah. just astonishing. You know, and there was a one point where I think we did a fantasy NASCAR league. Yeah, I years, years, that, yeah. years upon years ago. Yeah, and and even then, I didn't watch the races. Shut the! Yeah. F- you participated in the fantasy NASCAR <laughs> event and still didn't watch <laughs> even a highlight. You've uh, at least seen some highlights on TV. I mean, maybe on Sports Center. Oh, that's crazy! Wow, that's even better that you participated in fantasy NASCAR and still. And I don't think. Get- I don't think I did that bad in that league either. <laughs> I uh, I forgot answer. about that league, but yeah, we definitely did the we definitely did a NASCAR league for a good two, three, four years. I only did it one year, I think. Okay. You know what? And by the way, is. just just to correct myself, it's uh, Thelma Lou who is still alive, oh. not the pharmacist. Oh, okay. Sorry. Let's go. go. We got a third. We got a third DOA. Oh yeah, we 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 got a third DOA. 
Um, you know, again, a, a pretty popular guy. Um, I think you guys will both know who he is. Um, we're going to go with the actor Dabney Wharton Coleman. Love born, him. Born January 3rd, 1932. Best known for The Towering Inferno, 9 to 5, On Golden Pond, Tootsie, War Games, Cloak and Dagger, Beverly Hillbillies, You've Got Mail, Rules Don't Apply, which was in 2016. Um, he was also... Yeah. I know who he is. All right. What's his name? Dabney, Dabney Coleman. Coleman. Yeah. And just recently, I mean, yeah, I mean, Dabney you're Coleman. Us, you're giving us a lot. You're giving us a lot of <laughs> clues here, Mike. A lot of clues. You gave me what year he was born already. Years of he was born. He gives years. Yeah. I mean, I Why guess I those... give us the answer. <laughs> I could. He I almost did. I think based off of what Mike just told us, I mean, he's 90 years old um, or about yeah. to be 90 years old. I'll, I'll say he's still alive. Huh. But was I giving you clues, clues to throw you off? Could have been. I mean, that's the first time you've ever told us the date of birth. No, I told you yeah. the date of birth before. No way. No yeah. chance. No yeah. way. You got to go to the tape. No way. Roll it. Roll it back. Yeah, roll, roll it back. back. Uh, is that your final answer, William? Before I say yeah. something, yeah, final answer. I'm pretty sure Dabney Coleman is is deceased. I love, no. uh, I know Dabney Coleman. He's a great character actor, great actor. Um, I've watched War Games a thousand times. Uh, where I, he's that's the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of Dabney Coleman is War Games, um, with the great Matthew Roderick. I think I think he's a deceased. Final answer. Hmm. <laughs> Holy baby Jesus. Oh fuck! I'm wrong, aren't I? You are no. wrong. <laughs> but I, I was about to say before I before I realized that I was giving away the farm. <laughs> you know, he was on Yellowstone like in 2019. Yeah, yeah. I thought you you gave away so many clues that I he's did. alive, and you and Murray was like he's. Oh yeah, yeah. There was there was no doubt whatsoever. He was like, "Oh yeah, he's dead." Yeah. Jesus. As soon as you said Dabney Coleman, I said yep. dead in your brain. Yep. You you suck. Oh boy. Well, it's a good thing that season one of Off the Rails is over, and this is season two, so we could restart after tonight's day. <laughs> you know that's got now. All right. Well, I mean, if that's still the case, I mean, it's two, three to one. Yeah, no, no, no. After tonight's game. After. Oh, after. after. Oh, after. Gotcha. Okay. Jesus, well, no, not after starting recruiting tonight. God no. I would have never. Uh, yeah, no. That's fucking outrageous. The fact that you mentioned the 1930 born date, you and mm-hmm. then you caught yourself, and then you said 2016, and then so yeah. I'm thinking, okay. But that doesn't. He didn't say anything after that. You caught yourself. You he yourself almost in. did. He mm-hmm. almost said the Yellowstone. He caught himself and stopped talking. Yep. Oh, I was too well, busy repeating dead over and over again in my head. So <laughs> caught that. Good Lord. That's it for the slaughter of dead or alive tonight. Jeez. Will Will is single handedly fucking Murray's world up. Yeah. Um that was a big it's, one. It's kind of an embarrassment. But um just so you know, 
and a piece of advice. If you see someone crying, ask them if it's because of their haircut. That's sure to make their day. <laughs> That's rude. I can't wait to do that. Yeah. Well for it. Um, that's incredible. So Will ended the first season of Dead or Alive 19, no, right? 19, 20, 20 to 15. He got all three of them? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. And you only was... got one. Yeah. I see, why, I see why, in that round. why did you only get one? <laughs> I don't know. You suck. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Huh. Well, listen, uh, we're going to end this thing. Um, but beforehand, we touched on something before we joined you, got you on the line. Yeah. Uh, Mike, and I just saw something on the TMZ um, yeah. as it's playing in the background. Uh, TMZ, the number one source for all news. Um, but it, the volume's off. And I didn't know this until I reread through William's text messages earlier. Uh, we were going to talk about the Kanye beef between him and Drizake. Um, which I think is just a ploy to up their album sales or streams because both of them are going to have an album dropping uh, any day now. Mm-hmm. Even though Kanye did drop his address in Montreal. Um, but anyways, I had no idea that now he's doing again until you said something well via text. And now he's going to do a third listening party in uh, yeah. so Soldier Field. And yeah. they just showed on TMZ, the number one source for all news, um, the setup, and he's. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? He's got like a his childhood home yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. in the middle of the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Come it's... on, Kanye. Put the goddamn album out already. You have, yeah, to have a third. You spent. You. Sp- <sighs> hey, I'm gonna give you a spoiler. Go ahead. The new Kanye album mm-hmm. is gonna suck just like the last ten of them. Mm. Oh boy. Um, if I could jump in here, uh, that's not a factual statement at all. Um, because Life of Pablo was a great album um, from start to finish, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. I will admit that the last two albums, I believe it was Pablo and then two other albums. I don't really feel that there might be like one or two tracks on each one of the other two that I was okay with, but certainly not his best work, but um, I think Life of Pablo, if that's even what it's called, it was a great album. You disagree? Mike hates Kanye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just because Kanye is Kanye? Yeah, just because Kanye is Kanye. So you can't get over the fact that Kanye is Kanye, and you can't look and notice that he used to be a genius, and a lot of his music is fucking fantastic, but he's just a crazy person. Uh, pretty much. I think what was college college dropout. I think it was like yes. the last the last Kanye album that I really listened to. So the last and was that the second first second album? I I don't know where it falls. Don't, don't you I host don't know. A all I music do. podcast <laughs> called No Judgment Here? Uh, I do. Hendrix. I do. But there's there's certain there's certain things that you know I just don't uh, I don't I don't partake in mm-hmm. um, that I think are way overhyped. Kanye is Pink Floyd is the other one. Um, yeah, I just I don't get it. 
I don't, I don't, I don't see the genius. I don't, I, I, you know, Kanye spends too much time stuck at Kanye's dick. <laughs> That's true. And by the way, College Dropout was his very first album in 2004. Was it? Nice. Yeah. What was and the one after that? Uh, late Registration in 2005. Yeah, yeah I think Hopefully I like that one really too. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Those were about really it. Good. So uh, recently, Drake contributed a verse to Trippy Red, who will be at the Walmart that's, this, that's this, this coming Sunday. Which is funny because neither one of you have ever heard of Trippy Red, right? You don't know Trippy Red at all? No. I don't know any no. Trippy Red songs. I know that he's on tour and that he's coming to Arkansas, but I don't know. I, don't, I couldn't tell you anything about Trippy Red's music. Right, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, because I'm pretty sure at some point in time on No Judgments Here, you've made reference, both of you, that you don't know who Trippy Red is, or I'm pretty sure uh, at the time you both yeah. had said I'd never heard of him. Yeah, anytime right. we go through the top album charts, it's full of rappers we've never heard of. What was the one tonight? Uh, YNW YNW Melly. Yeah, yeah. Who the yeah. fuck is that? Uh, I've heard of him. I couldn't name a song, um, but Trippy Red. Yeah, Trippy Red's been. Trippy Red came around with the. Tri- <laughs> what does it mean anything if I said XXX Tentacion? Yeah, he's dead. He he got himself murdered in Miami. Yes, while shopping for a motorcycle. Yeah, who? XXX Extens- uh, Tentacion. <laughs> so there's a there's a Kanye beef with Drake. I guess we'll probably be done with this. I don't no, think. No, no. no, keep going. I think. Well, I don't really have much to it. I just I oh. wasn't even going to bring it up again until I was. Uh, I caught them talking about it on TMZ, the number one source for all news, um, with the volume down, and I saw the soldier filled with the house in the middle of the field, and then I was reminded of how ridiculous it is that he's on his third go round uh, that he keeps changing the lyrics and i understand you don't change the lyrics to your tunes and whatnot but come on man just put it out already what uh, it's ridiculous and i hope that this album isn't all i don't know it, it, whenever Religious? he found yes when he found the lord uh, i think things went the wrong direction for him um i'm happy that he found jesus christ and is now his lord and savior but um uh, Let's go back to the old Kanye. The one. So where... how how many people? I'd be interested to know because all I ever hear about is Kanye having beef. Kanye having beef. How many rappers has he had beef with? Oh, it's probably a really long list. I would imagine. I mean, I know Jay Z was on there, mm-hmm. but apparently Jay Z's on his new album. So apparently they've made up. They or have made up. Or for money. Both. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Kanye's responsible for some of Hova's greatest tracks. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. No, I won't deny that, you know, as a producer, um, probably early, you know, he's got some bangers, but come on. Come on. Do you think that his first single that was uh, Through the Wire was uh, a, a, a great move on his part and pretty cool and in sure. a good song? I didn't expect that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I just think, again, in my opinion, I think the beef is somewhat real, but I think they're playing it up because uh, it's just strategic. This is what. Who else? Uh, there was two people. Oh, uh, fuck! Who was it? I think it was uh, six nine, 
and and he was beefing with somebody and their albums were coming out. Who was two people that had album major artists that their albums were coming out on the same day? 50 Cent um, and Kanye who, did that once and 50 Cent got it? crushed. 50 Cent and Kanye, that was like over a decade ago. No, it was more recent than that. No. Anyways, I think that's all this is. It's just a ploy to increase the uh, knowledge of the fact that they're dropping they're dropping albums any day and any day, shit, Kanye was supposed to drop his album over a month ago. Yeah. There's an article of 20 beefs with Kanye. Uh, so it includes Taylor Swift, Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. Beck, Drake, South Park, Dead Mouse, MTV, Wiz Khalifa, Amber Rose, Nike. Wiz Khalifa. 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 Travis Scott, uh, 50 Cent. Uh, J. Cole, Bruno Mars, Justin Timberlake, and Jay Z are all. What did he have a problem with Bruno Mars? And Jay and Justin Timberlake. Yeah. That probably had to do with the accusations or the common thing of Justin Timberlake uh, culturally appropriating their music. Sure. Uh, He insulted Bruno Mars on stage at Bonnaroo. It was a bit one-sided of a dispute. West ended up apologizing to Bruno for hating on him and admitted to respecting his music. Justin Timberlake, uh, let's see. Let's see, what did he say? He began feuding with Justin Timberlake after hitting a suit and tie collaboration with Jay-Z. He praised Jay-Z but ripped the rest of it to pieces. Timberlake responded in a song and the two went back and forth. They finally put an end to the feud with a sit-down. Wow. So there you go. I will end tonight's podcast with my top five TV theme songs in no nice. particular order to answer your question from last week. Good, sweet, good. In no particular order. It's impossible to rate these things as sure. one five. They're all just. Mm-hmm. And mine obviously stemmed uh, from an older era of, of older. I just think these are iconic. Mm-hmm. You know what they are. They mean something to you right away. The first one I have is the love boat. Okay. I mean, that's just the love Oh, yeah. Boat. Are you kidding me? That's just a great one. Uh, I mentioned it last week as well, the Jeffersons. Mm-hmm. That's just an absolutely fantastic, iconic song, theme song. You know what it is, and you probably sing along to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sanford and Sons, just bum, the, bum, the beginning bum. of that right there, he just hooks you. Yeah. Um, happy days, huh? What about happy days? Alex, oh, yeah. Days. Yeah. that's a good one. Um, and the last one I have is Gilligan's Island. Really, yeah, you went real old school, yeah, you did. Because, yeah, I just went with old, what I thought was old and iconic, and that doesn't matter what if they if those come on, you know what they are. But would you call those your favorite? I mean, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, sure. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Are they my favorite? Yeah, they're my favorite. Okay, they should be your favorite because the list is your five favorite TV theme songs. 
Um, I just wrote top five TV thongs in no particular order, and I just said thongs. <laughs> thongs. <laughs> well, you got the ones you get at Sears. You got the ones you get at Victoria's Secrets. What is that an impression of? I don't know. <laughs> All right, I think we're done here. Mike, thanks for joining us as always. Dead or Alive season one ends. William destroyed me twenty to fourteen. Are you um, really trying to say that's the end of our season one of Dead or Alive? We're starting over. Well, you're the one that's telling me we're on season two of the podcast. Yeah, Should so how are we still on season DOA? one on Dead or Alive? <clears throat> what say what? But I our show today was talking about how we're already in season two of Off the Rails. Well, so you think that we're starting fresh tonight and now you're up three to nothing? No, no. Three to one, by the way. No, no. We, we can do the end tonight. It's the fine. reason I brought it up is as you were whooping my ass mm-hmm. and I'm realizing that there's no chance in hell that I'm going to come back from this absolute ass whooping that I've been taking mm-hmm. for the last 26, seven, how many episodes we are. Yeah. And it rang in my head that at one point in time, the host of DOA, um, also co-host of a podcast called No Judgments Here, a podcast all about music. Mm-hmm. Um, you find on Spotify and all of your music listening flat or all your podcast platforms. He had asked, when was this game going to end? When would there be a finale? Who was going to win? Uh, and and I realized we should probably end it because I'm never coming back. Okay. All right. There it is. Yeah. End of season okay. one. End of season one. Join us next week for the beginning of season two in a brand new version of death and to see if Will can defend his crown as the reigning undisputed Hmm. champion. I'm excited. Whatever. Congratulations, William, on the absolute ass whooping and the king of DOA. Thank you. Can Murray come back? Survey says no. Nope. Okay. Thanks for joining us this evening. Thanks for tuning in. As always, you can all feel free to join us on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram, such as uh, uh, Facebook. I believe that's all we have. You can leave a comment, concern. You can leave a voicemail. Oh, we did get two voicemails uh, that I'm not going to add to this podcast from our um, head of merchandising. Um she did her uh, Bane. She did a Bane impersonation. Now I will drop it. I will leave it right here for everybody to listen to. I'll put both of them on there. That's what you get, Amzie. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. She dropped a Bane impersonation in reference to the masks that I brought up from the uh, Olympics. Thanks for tuning in. Join us on our social media. Thanks for listening. Mike, thanks for joining as always. William, get over the cold. Uh, get me the information on the bed and fix your garage door. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you and have a good night. Bye. Hold on. Don't go anywhere quite yet. 
I do need to make a correction and an addition to the podcast. Uh, when I was doing the editing just a moment ago and listening to the podcast, I got some dates incorrect. Let's see if you caught them. I mentioned that uh, I hurt my back on May the 22nd and that the first time I walked into the chiropractor's office with my walker was on May the 16th. When in fact, the first time that I walked into the chiropractor's office with my walker was on July the 12th. Um, and the first time that I walked in without my walker was this Monday, August the 20, 23rd. Anyway, so quick correction there. Uh, by the way, fun fact, it took me six times to get this recorded. Uh, I kept screwing up the dates and getting shit confused, even in my own brain. I do also want to make an addition to the podcast. Happy birthday to my brother, Christopher. It is his who knows how old is he is? Oh my gosh, I think he's 49. 49th birthday today, Wednesday, August 25th. Happy birthday, Christopher. He says he listens to the podcast. We'll find out if he listens to it and if he listens to it all the way to the end. Happy birthday, Chris. Everybody, thanks for listening. We appreciate it more than you'll ever know. Peace. We're Doug and Will and we are off the rail, off the rail.